0: gift for free that's t-h-r-i-v-e market.com slash truth talks thrivemarket.com slash truth talks hey friend you're listening to truth talks with tara a podcast dedicated to helping you know love and live god's word i'm your host tara and i am so glad that you're here Each week, we'll dive into scripture together. We'll answer questions we all have about the Bible and about how to live for God, as well as learn from some of my amazing friends and guests. If you want to see how God's word can truly change your everyday life, this show is for you. My prayer is that we would all grow in our knowledge of God so that we can live boldly for Him. So what do you say? Let's get into it. Okay, let me ask you an honest question, and I want you to give yourself an honest answer. Have you ever been so worn out from life, so tired of serving and giving and giving and giving and feeling like you're running on empty? If you can say yes to that question, this episode is for you. I have my sweet new friend, Kristen Wetherell, on the podcast today, and we're having a conversation centered around her new book called Humble Moms How the Work of Christ Sustains the Work of Motherhood. Now, if you're not a mom, I don't want you to click out of this episode. This is still for you. We're talking today about how the work of Christ, the humility and service, those qualities of Christ sustain the work that we have today. Yes, Kristen's book is for moms. But her book really unpacks Jesus' character and how he was humble and how he served out of an overflow and also how we can find rest when we're actually called just to pour out our lives like Jesus did. So this conversation is an encouraging one. I am so thankful for Kristen's heart. She is so biblically attuned, theologically sound, and I enjoyed every minute of this conversation. So if you want to hear more about humble moms in this conversation, stay tuned and also be sure to check out her book in the description below. Hey, friends, welcome back to Truth Talks with Tara. I was just telling my awesome friend, Kristen, that we're talking with today. This is my first episode back since maternity leave. So hey. if I'm rusty, oh, Kristen, you give me grace today. If I'm rusty, it's because of that. But I am really excited to kick off I'm um, getting back to the show with you today. So thank you for being here. You are such a delight. It is so fun to get to know you. And I'm so excited to learn from you, not only just in life, but as a mama. So as mm-hmm. we get into the show, would you mind introducing yourself, um, what you do, who you are, all those things as we get into this.
1: Yes, yes. I'm Kristen Weatherall. I am married to Brad, who's a pastor. We're coming up on our eight year anniversary
0: wow. this wow. month,
1: which is crazy. That's
0: amazing. <laughs> um,
1: I know when you realize you're closer to 10, it's just wild how yeah. it flies by. Um, and then I have, we have two little kids a four and a half year old girl and an almost two year old boy. So, so our lives glad. are very full. I mean, you're a new mama. You already <laughs> yep, know right? what it's like. And, um, And uh, yeah, it's a full and crazy life. Uh, Super hard, super rewarding, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, And then on the side, I am a writer. I have authored um, a number of books, including uh, Hope When It Hurts with my dear sister in Christ, Sarah Walton, and a book on fear and the fear of the Lord called Fight Your Fears, and then most recently, Humble Moms.
0: That's awesome. And that's what we're highlighting today, but it's so cool to hear um, the legacy that God has brought with um, multiple of your books and all those topics are so, so good. I don't know how you do it all. I need to learn from you because, oh my goodness. I mean, even just now getting back into work and stuff with little man, I'm like, oh, this is is a lot. This is where we lean on other people. (laughs) We lean on the Lord. We work within – margins and have all that grace, but uh nice. it's it's so fun to hear that you have I mean littles, but I'm sure that you remember when they were like how old Hunter is now, which Hunter's like two yes. months. So I'm sure you remember that like and how fast it goes.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. And it's I mean every time my little guy wants to cuddle with me and my girl, you know, mm-hmm. she doesn't cuddle as much anymore. Right. But I'm just like soak it up, soak mm-hmm. it up. Yes. Because when you're in it, when you have a newborn, it is really hard to soak it up. It just yes. is. Right, right. It's so demanding and it's yeah. so uh, just singular. Everything seems the same. <laughs> right, right. So um, yeah, it, it is really, really sweet.
0: Yeah. I, I'm trying to soak it up, but I love seeing every new stage. Like now he's like – over the last couple of weeks, he started like smiling so much. He's like uh, so yeah. more alert. He's like kind of giggling. Like So it's so fun to see him like develop, but I'm also like – oh, like I don't know. Just kind of in that tension of just enjoying it but also like loving that he is getting more exciting you know Mm because I mean in the beginning they're sweet and exciting not saying they're not but like they just kind of they just kind of sit there, right? And right. So it's fun to so right. so kind of see them like interact with you and like look at you.
1: <laughs> right. I know. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of return in the beginning. Yeah. But then they start to light up. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm excited for you, Tara, in the season Thank that you're you. in. It is so, so sweet.
0: It is so sweet. Loving it and just honored to be able to do both, to do this and to be a mm-hmm. mom. So uh, I'm really excited about today's conversation. We're going to be talking about your book. We're talking about Humble Moms. But those who are listening who aren't moms, please do not tune out. This is still for you. We're talking a lot about humility and service. Um, needed messages. But before we get into that, I love to ask my friends on the show a favorite thing they're loving. Um, I love getting to hear everyone's different responses. So if there's something or like a few things that you're loving that make your life better, it can literally be the randomest thing. Everyone's like, this is like probably weird. I'm like, no, give it to me. So give it to me. <laughs> I love it.
1: Yeah. So I was, I was pondering this earlier. I think it would probably be two things if I can say two things. Of course. One is fruise balls. Have y'all Fruise heard of Fruise Balls? balls? I so have if it. you have Trader Joe's, do you have Trader Joe's mm-hmm. by you, Tara? Mm-hmm. So the snack aisle where you get like the protein bars and yeah. snack foods? Mm-hmm. Fruise Balls, my sister. They're amazing. So they are okay. like all natural, so clean ingredients uh-huh. that are made of like dates and coconut. But then on the Ooh, inside, there's good. peanut butter and jelly, just like <gasps> a little shot of peanut Ooh. butter and jelly. And I'm telling yeah. you, they have replaced for me like snack bars, like granola bars. I'll just have these instead. So just come Uh, in
0: like a little bag or something? Just a little bag. It's like five
1: little balls in a little bag for like $2. So maybe not the cheapest snack, but great before a workout or just, you know, to throw in your diaper bag or whatever. It's awesome. (laughs) Fruise balls. Okay. And then, okay, this is going to be a little nerdy, but I'm actually going to put out like a little challenge to the women listening. So I have decided, or I had decided a couple months ago to start reading my first Russian novel. Wow. Because my husband, he's been making his way through Dostoevsky's novels. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that. (laughs) Like it's 800 pages long. I can't do that. It's amazing. Wow. And so I would just say to the listeners, if you think I can't read that, you probably are wrong. You can probably do it. Yeah. And the writing, I mean, this is like a different level of writing. Yeah. And understanding the human soul. Mm. It is so enlightening and so compelling. So anyway, I'm reading um, The Brothers Karamazov okay, right okay. now. So my don't goodness. give up on the Russians, guys. Really, really good. It's a Sounds little nerdy. Good.
0: but I mean, it. I love it. You know, if I ever get through my a million book list right now, I mean, right, I can look over right. right now of how many books I have. I will do that. I love reading but I'm like how can I read within the margin sometimes like I'm reading late at night like when I'm in bed or like that last feed and I'm like oh my gosh but I just need to make time for it because I love it and I miss it but I got to get through my other books but Honestly? Yeah,
1: you know what? The margins add up. I think that's. I always kept a book yeah. wherever I was. Yeah, somebody idea. wise told me that. Like, keep it. Keep one in your purse. Keep one in your car. Yeah. Keep one by your nursing table. Right, right. Because even if you just read a page, yeah, you read for five minutes. That's true. That's true. And it adds up. You know, I'm kind of thinking
0: about starting to get my books on my Kindle, so I can read it on my phone or like my iPad yep. or something like that. Because like that just yep. it seems. I don't know. I feel like I'd read more, but I love yep. hardback books. Like like in your hands. Like yes. just the same thing with my Bible. I'm like. I don't know. Like, you know, we, we go to church and like power up or pull out your Bible. I'm like, I'm always the pull out your Bible person. I don't know. There's something about it, but
1: yeah. Pages, okay turning that. the pages, feeling Scribbling
0: it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's fun. I literally love your favorites. And I think if people were to read or go back through all the episodes and listen to them, like they would have the best list of the most diverse favorites. It's amazing. <laughs>
1: I may have to do that. That's actually a great idea. Get some new ideas. It's really good.
0: I mean, you get some really crazy, serious ones, then you get some really fun ones. I love it. I love it. And I want to go to Trader Joe's and get the Fruise Balls because I discovered dates in my pregnancy, you know, because it's all the hype, right? You like eat the dates and you drink the tea to help you with labor. I don't know if it really helps, but um, I discovered (laughs) dates um, and they're actually really delicious. So I love that combination. There
1: you go. Thank you. Diaper bag snack.
0: I love it. I love it. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thanks for, um, I don't know, just um, humoring me there and uh, just sharing your favorites. But for the real meat of the conversation, we are highlighting your new book, Humble Moms, How the Work of Christ Sustains the Work of Motherhood. And like you said, you are a three-time author now, right? This is your mm-hmm. third book? Yes. Okay. Yep. So this book is your third. Um, You're obviously a mama, but is there a specific maybe kind of background that you could give us briefly about how this book came to be and really why the Lord put it on your heart for this time? Because I do not believe there are um, accidents for timing as far as when these books come to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're right there. Um, So backing up several years, when I was pregnant with my daughter, um, I asked our women's ministry director at that time if she'd be willing to meet a few times. Um, she's just such a godly woman and wise. And I just wanted to like glean from her before mm-hmm. my whole life changed. And uh, she said something to me that I will never forget. When we were talking about, uh, you know, becoming a mom and parenting, she said, you know, you will have the privilege of, of being a picture of Jesus to your child. Mm, and wow. I had never really thought about it that way. You know, we're called to be holy, but to yeah. hear you say those words in that order, it was just very refreshing and helpful to me. Yeah. And so I never forgot it, you know, in the next year or two, um, my daughter came into the world and um, I think I wrote an article on that, just reflecting about what what are the aspects of Jesus that we can imitate as moms. Yeah. Um, but then my son came along and it was during the pandemic. He was a COVID baby for sure.
0: <laughs> yep. And um
1: <laughs> We also went through a ton of life changes at once. My husband got his current uh, pastoral position. So we changed church campuses. We sold our house. We moved. And it sent me into this crazy place of, um, you know, the best way I can describe it is like a postpartum anxiety just combined Mm -hmm. with all these changes. Um, That's the only thing that really made sense to me because it felt very much out of my control. Yeah. It would just hit me like a ton of bricks and the room would start spinning and I would feel like I couldn't breathe properly, that type of a thing. Wow, yeah. And so I think all of these changes, um, along with that, just su- such helpful encouragement from my mentor, um, brought me to a place of thinking, who is Jesus? Yeah. And do I know him? Mm. You know, not, not just can I be like him? Because we can't start there. Yeah. But do, do I really know him? Am I walking with him? Mm -hmm. Am I okay in this place of feeling completely out of control uh, with needing him and that kind of being messy, like it not being an A plus B equals C experience, just being like, okay, Lord, I I can't grasp on anything right now, except for you, the fact that you're present. So that's generally where the idea of the book came from is being in this place of deep humility before the Lord. Um, Wanting to know that it truly is my joy to depend on him. Mm. And then along with that, realizing that motherhood is not glamorous. Yeah. And that there are so many times when um, my hands are, are busy doing the work of motherhood, but my heart's just not in it. Mm. You know, I, I just don't want to be there in the moment. I want to I be doing something else. And I don't even yeah. know if that something else is. Right. Um, and so I think that's where the idea came from, is, is being able to say, Jesus, who are you? And how do I come to you Yeah, in this, in this humble position that I'm in as a mom?
0: I think that's beautiful. You came humbly to the most humble example. And I always say that I love helping people to know God because when we know God, we're going to love him. And when we love him, we're going to want to live for him. That's and so right. I think that's yeah. exactly what you were painting there is that we – we kind of know Jesus, we kind of know God um, in this big picture view, but especially when we come to those hard places in our lives, like you kind of came to, was like, Lord, do I actually really know who you are? Because if I don't know who the Lord is, if I don't know like what his word even says too, then I have nothing to found my life upon. I have nothing to stand upon. And that God being who he is actually changes our lives too. It's not like he's over here separate with these characteristics. It's actually it actually changes our lives when we know who mm-hmm. he is, and so right. I I love that, and I love that it's you know at the focus. But when Jesus is at the focus, it also just changes us. So I think that's mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, I know it's hard moments, um, you know that really bring us those realizations, but I think it's necessary, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. it's not easy, but it's beautiful. So humility is at the forefront of this book. I mean, you know, like we, you talk about some other things about about Jesus and his heart, but humility is at the forefront, at the center of this book. So specifically, like, let's just kind of take a minute to talk about humility, the biblical yeah. definition, definition of humility, um, why it's so important to Jesus's Mm -hmm. heart, I would argue as I've learned that humility is one of the most important things that we can learn from Jesus about who he is and also what we can emulate. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online so it flows with your lifestyle and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly and process it which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash truth talks. So let's just kind of talk about how um humility actually changes our lives and our motherhood and just our day-to-day. Again, those who aren't even moms.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I love the passage in Philippians 2. So mm-hmm. maybe we could kind of turn there together if yeah. you guys are have your Bibles and you're um, listening along yeah. with us. Because um, that was the passage that I landed on one day as I was thinking about, you know, Jesus and who right. is Jesus. Right. And um, it occurred to me that um, this passage in, in Philippians 2 is actually taking us through the entire gospel. So when we when we hear the term the gospel, we yeah. often in our minds kind of limit it to the cross and maybe right. the resurrection, like the atonement, right? Sure. Which is part of it. It's very important. it's it's central to our faith. But here in this passage, um, Paul is talking about the entire gospel of Christ, including the fact that he has existed before anything else, yeah, including his incarnation, which is his coming to earth in human flesh. His perfect life, um, his obedient death, his victorious resurrection, and also his um, return and the Mm -hmm. fact that we're all going to bow down to him. So here Paul says, um, he says, um, let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So confession, like that's what we struggle with in our hearts, right? Yeah. I would just like to serve my interests now, please. And thank you very much. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But then he says, have this mind among yourselves. And here's the encouragement, which is yours mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of his servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And then Paul talks about how God has highly exalted him. So the encouragement is Jesus is the definition of humility. Yeah. And I love the pastor, Andrew Murray, once said, humility is being clothed with the beauty and the blessedness of Jesus. Hmm. Wow. So it's important then that we look at him and say, well, then who is this Jesus? And how has he been humble? Right. In heart and in hands to serve us? Well, it's all the way through his gospel. Yeah. And I think that's what um, that's what the book looks at. You know, it's a journey through the gospel of John, looking at his his whole gospel, and how he lives to serve us.
0: I think that's beautiful. And and you hit on it right there is that his humility is shown through service, which we're going to talk about in a second. But I love how, like, I mean, like you said too, I kind of just blew my mind, even though something that I just need to be reminded of is that mm-hmm. the gospel is Jesus's life in its entirety. Um, you know, and it's not, just, it's not just the cross, although that's a huge central part of it, but we need to look at just from start, to finish and then and then he's coming again you know what we have to look forward to as well and i think that man jesus's example is so powerful i think people think of humility and when they think of the word humble they just on the surface it doesn't seem like something that jesus should be because you know it's kind of like a word like meek or things like that it's like jesus was this um, this, you know, Jesus is the conquering king. He is God. He is God in flesh, but he, you know, he can't be humble. He can't be, you know, we think of humble as just kind of like this timid thing that kind of like, you know, maybe hangs out in the background, but humility is so much more than that. It's, um, I think humility is actually strength right? Mm-hmm. Um, in a self-serving culture, I just think humility is something that we need to learn and then we need to learn from Jesus because it's super countercultural. As I have been um, doing my own study of of Jesus's life, man, his kingdom was upside down. It was so mm-hmm. opposite. He was opposite of who they thought the Messiah was going to be, who the Jews thought the Messiah was going to be. His life was really opposite. He did things that didn't make sense. Um, not necessarily that they were bad things at all, but they were things that um, – He just, he came to fulfill the law, right? Mm -hmm. But it just didn't make sense, but it was beautiful. Um, Mm -hmm. And that humility is something that I think also ties into that. But his humility is strength. His humility is what really, really saved us, right? Because he humbled himself enough to go to that cross for us. So Mm -hmm. I love that explanation, that humility simply is just Jesus. So thank you for sharing that. You talked about service though, and that's something else that – even just as a new mom but I am learning is that I am not my own really.
1: Mm, <laughs> I am <right. laughs> not I am
0: not my, my own anymore. I mean I have mm. moments where I can, you know, do my thing, but I am always going to need to serve not only my new baby um who needs to nurse around the clock, right? We're in the newborn mm. stage. Um but also to my husband and to the things that God has placed in my life as far as ministry and work and so Again, not excluding anyone who's not a mom. Like, think about, you know, listeners, friends, just think about what God has placed in your life as far as service, as far as what God has put within your life and your schedule. And so, service is at the forefront of that. And so, honestly, it seems like all we do in our lives, we give and we give and we give. And it can be Mm -hmm. exhausting, you know, like you kind of mentioned in the book, it can be weary. Mm -hmm. It can be like, I don't want to do this. My Mm -hmm. heart is not in it, but I know that I should. So, Another biblical definition of servitude, of what Jesus' life looked like in servitude. What is the big deal about being a servant, Kristen, that you found in the Gospel of John and in Jesus' life? Yeah. Um, because again, in a self serving culture, we hear a lot about that it's about us and then it's about our lives. Mm-hmm. When Jesus' kingdom flips that on its head and says, actually, laying down your life and serving is where life is truly found. So let's kind of talk about that.
1: Yeah. I love what you just said. Um, you know, admission, my heart is not always in it. Yeah. Jesus's heart was always in it, mm. wow. and that's why he's the perfect. Um, that's why he's the perfect God man. Yeah, to uh, mediate between us and God. Um, and I think that that's what's so striking is, you know, here we mentioned earlier, Paul says, "Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus." Mm. So, we we can't do and be what he's calling us to do and be, unless. His very life is in us, empowering us to be and to do what He's calling us to do, which is to serve. So I think Paul gives us our definition here. Um, he says that Jesus did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied Himself by taking the form of a servant. And so, obviously, we're not doing that. <laughs> that's yeah. that's an unmatched work that only Jesus could do. Right? You know, He has always um, enjoyed the Father's presence. In glory. So that's not our case, right? Right. I mean. um, and yet there is a model here for laying yourself down for God's purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was struck through reading throughout the, uh, through the gospel of John that um, Jesus says, you know, my, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. His agenda was always his father's agenda yeah. mm-hmm. and it's not always my agenda. Yep. And that's what makes it really hard to serve because I would just like someone to serve my agenda for a minute, please. And um, I would just like to be served, please, for a minute. And, you know, and yada, yada, on and on and on. And um, I think it points us to two things. One, that we are not God, we are humans with actually God given limitations. Yeah. So he made us with limitations. We are not omniscient, omnipresent. Um, we are not. Uh, All powerful, like God is. He made us to need Him. Yeah. He made us to depend on Him. Mm -hmm. So, in a way, it's like embracing that need and saying, Oh, Lord, like you made me for yourself. Yeah. And like um, Augustine said, My heart's going to be restless Mm -hmm. unless it finds its rest in you. I have to rest on you, Lord, because you made me with limits for that purpose. Right. Right. And then, so I think it points us to our limits. And then I think it points us to the limitless one.
0: That's amazing. I love that.
1: and he's the only one who um, could perfectly obey the father. Um, Jesus had to live a perfectly obedient life in order to become our substitute in his death. He had to. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, mama or whoever, whoever you are serving, um, when you fail, because you will, I did earlier today, I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. Um, Me the too. righteous covering of Christ is yours. Mm-hmm. The perfect a record of of Jesus's obedience to his father has become yours by faith. If you've trusted in him. And that's why Paul is able to say, have this mind among yourselves calling you to that, which is yours. You don't have to try and conjure it up on your own. His yeah. spirit lives in you. Oh, yeah. And I just find that to be so encouraging because I can cry out. I don't have what it takes. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to do this on my own. Yeah. Make me a servant. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is a prayer that he is pleased to answer.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. It... (laughs) That refreshed my soul um, because, man, I mean, today, like this morning before I dropped baby off um, to be watched by my mother-in-law, it's a pretty good morning, but I know this afternoon when I get him again, even without him, I'm going to fail. I'm going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. Um, And my heart may not be in it. I might be exhausted. The other night, I was doing like his last feed of the night. I'm like, Michael, I'm like, I don't want to do this. (laughs) I'm like, Mm -hmm. I just told my husband, I'm like, I don't want to do this. Um, And I just, I said, Lord, I am so tired. I could fall asleep right now, but I know he needs me. I said, help me help me stay awake. I don't want to, but I need to. Um, so help me.
1: Um,
0: something that you said, um, I had this question that just kind of came up for, cause it's a question that I often wrestle with and I'm, I'm sure someone listening has too. Mm-hmm. How, I don't think there's a balance, but how do you take that tension of rest, resting in God, but then also being called 24 seven really on mission for the Lord and being in service to the Lord, really, all the time. How do we take those two <laughs> and do both of the dependence on God and knowing that we need to rest in God, but then also realize that we need to serve God. God calls us to serve, 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 and pour out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a question we all ask. It's like, I yeah. am called to rest. I'm called to Sabbath. I'm called to depend on the Lord, but I need to also be working and serving him all the time. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's something that I wonder. I think that's something that we all wonder. Um, and just wonder if you had some thoughts on that
1: yeah well, I'm with you, yeah, <laughs> I'm constantly wrestling with that, um because I think we, we really desire rest and we need rest. I mean yeah. God talk about God giving us limits that so we yeah. have to sleep. He's the only one who doesn't sleep right um but I, I think it's helped me I'll say two things I think one, I think it's helped me to think about um, I think I often think about resting in Jesus as uh like a spiritual state of like peace which I think it could be Mm -hmm. um I'd be curious to look at like the original language for what like when Jesus says come to me and I will give you rest like what does that word actually mean yeah but I've come to actually think of it more lately as a resting on him Mm. like when I rest like I have a wall right here when I rest myself on this wall right I'm putting my weight into the wall right if the wall moves I'm I'm down yeah yeah (laughs) um how do my kids rest on me? They mm-hmm. put their full weight on me. They are they are looking to me to hold them up. That's so sweet. So that's been helpful for me. Yeah. So that's that's the thing that I'll say first is to yeah. say like maybe resting on Jesus is more a posture of dependence. Yeah. For than sure. like this like tranquil experience of like
0: mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah. Because if we, <laughs> if we only if rest was only something that we could do when it was no noise, um, cleared schedule, we'd never rest. I mean, Mm -hmm. all of our lives look different, you know, but we're all very busy people to some extent, you know, in different forms. So if rest was dependent on us having a clear schedule, no noise, um, no chaos, we would never rest. And so Mm -hmm. I love how you're like, it's more of a posture of dependence and realizing that Mm -hmm. we are not self sufficient, but we can lean on the one who is fully sufficient in Mm -hmm. himself.
1: Yeah. Um, On that note, though, I do think it's helpful to look at Jesus in the Gospel of John in chapter six, um, when his disciples have just come back from a season of ministry and they're all tired and they need rest. And um, Jesus actually wants them to get up on the mountain Mm. to rest. Mm -hmm. So here we have the Son of God who is in human form. In other words, he agreed to be limited. Yeah. Yeah. The limitless one agreed to become limited. So he knows that you're tired, mom. Mm -hmm. He knows that you're emotional and that you're exhausted. And he knows that you need a break. He did too. Mm -hmm. He chose that so that he could become your great high priest and understand. Um, That's been really helpful to me just to think like Jesus sought like physical rest. He sought it. And yet in this story, um, but they don't get the rest that they're looking for. Suddenly, these crowds come because they know that Jesus is there, and they want him to teach. And so, um he's the compassionate one. He has compassion on the crowds, and he starts teaching, which I look at that, and I'm like, oh, Lord, fill me with your compassion. And he not only does that, he he feeds them. You know, he provides for their for their physical needs. And so I think that there's a principle there that reminds us that um, God is in the business of providing, yeah. It may not always look the way that we think it should or the mm-hmm. way that we want it to, um, but it's a promise. Yeah. You know, God will supply for all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. He will. Mm-hmm. So are our eyes open to that? Are we asking for him to provide? Um, and are we asking him for rest? I think we can ask. Yeah. You know, I think that we can seek that. You mentioned, um, you know, being around people earlier and how that's been such an encouragement to you. Right. People want to serve one another. I just think mm-hmm. that's such a joy of the church being the hands and feet of Jesus. Yeah. Sometimes that is how Jesus um, multiplies his grace to us is through his people. So, Absolutely. you know, mom, if you're tired, ask for help. Yeah. Ask for help. I just think we're so, uh, uh, it's an, its a natural bent of our hearts to be self-sufficient. Right. <laughs> and I'm just too prideful to ask for help. I'll just do it. I'll just do it. Right. But we have limits. We're not God. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's permission to ask for help as well.
0: Oh, you're preaching to my soul. This week I had to ask someone to do something as simple as bring me dinner because that day was tired. I had worked, but then also that afternoon I hadn't got anything out for dinner, but I was on call with baby and I'm just like, Mm-mm. and I am like, I reached out for for help. My husband's like, I'm so proud of you because not only, not only like are we just as humans bent to, to try to be prideful and be self-sufficient, but like, I feel like- just the way god made me not that he made me to be that way but just like I have more of a natural bend than maybe my husband does you know to Mm -hmm. to not ask for help as easily my husband will like he's really good at that but for me I just have this like maybe this tough exterior shell that's like I have to do this or I can't I'm not a good enough mom if I don't take care of my baby and do the laundry and get work done and do dinner like there's just something in my Mm -hmm. mind sometimes that feels that way so I am so thankful for that permission and knowing that, yeah, God does provide, and but we have to be open, like you said, to him providing, but then also for his provision to look different than we thought. Because um, mm-hmm. like, sometimes we're like, Lord, I need strength, and he gives it to us in a different way. Or, Lord, I want you to take this away. Um, Lord, can you provide that? But maybe he doesn't take maybe a struggle away, but he gives you, he provides you the strength. He provides you the perseverance mm-hmm. and the endurance um, to, to go through it with him. Um, mm-hmm. So I think maybe we just have to, rearrange or reorient, um, our uh, expectations because God will always provide it may not look the way mm-hmm. we think, but he always does. And it's, it's ultimately always better
1: than we right. ask. Right. And I think sometimes, you know, we also want, uh, like simple cookie cutter answers Right to <laughs> our prayers or requests or whatever it may be our situation. Yeah. Um, but I think ultimately God is saying, I've given you what you need. I've given yeah. you Jesus. Mm-hmm. So are we looking at him? Yeah. Because the reality is if he's provided for us in Christ, for souls, can we not trust him with our bodies? Can we not trust him with today? Right, right. Um, That's
0: that's what I always think too. I'm like, if God saved us for eternity, then obviously he can sustain us today. That if he's done that, then can't we trust him with the smallest things? He's done the biggest thing for us. And so he absolutely can reach into our day-to-day situations and and those things. So I love that. I love that reminder. I think – it's refreshing. It's a refreshing way to look at servitude, which I think is what your book really did an amazing job of. And God really spoke through you. Absolutely. I mean, because that can be a hard thing to talk about humility and service in a way that actually encourages people (laughs) because it's Mm -hmm. not, it's our natural bent to want to be humble, like you said, or to want to serve when we're exhausted. And so, um, but that's, that's the beauty of God's word and his truth is that it, Mm -hmm. it, it refreshes us even in the most weary of circumstances. And so, you know, as we kind of wrap up this conversation, you know, to those who are weary, to those who are like, I hear you, Kristen. I hear you, Tara, but I am tired. I want that, but I don't know how to do it. I need – my heart isn't in it. I feel like my cup is not filling up. It's only getting emptier. Um, what encouragement? Without giving the whole book away, because we want them mm-hmm. to read the book, um, what encouragement would you give them? Maybe even practically for them to um, to serve, to keep on serving um, with a humble and joyful heart today.
1: Yeah, could be so many things. I'll, I'll I'll choose this one. Yeah. Um, how would it change things for you right now, today, if you heard Jesus praying for you in the next room? Mm. Wow. Um. An aspect of the gospel that I hadn't really meditated on a lot prior to this book and being in John's gospel is the present ministry of Christ in heaven, his intercession. Um, I remember my my senior pastor preaching on it, and I was sitting there going, I don't think I've ever asked the question, what is Jesus doing right now? Yeah. Like, what we know what he did mm-hmm. in the past. We know what he's going to do. He's going to return yeah, what is he doing right now? That's you good. to he ascended into heaven. What is he doing? What's he up to? Yeah. And so, um, there's just just there is this beautiful section of John's Gospel before Jesus goes to the cross, where he's having um, the Passover feast with his disciples, and um, John 14 through 17. These four chapters are the heart of Christ, um, encouraging his disciples and giving them the strength that they need. And isn't that what we need? So I would encourage you, like, read through these chapters back yeah. to back. They're incredibly strengthening. But I'll just say this. Jesus has prayed for you, and he is praying for you mm-hmm. right now in heaven. Yeah. And if you want to know what he's praying for you, read John 17. Because yep. that's that's most likely what it is. Beautiful. And, Mom, he's praying that you're going to make it all the way home, and he's carrying you there. You don't have to do this on your own.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: he's praying that you will be guarded from the evil one from sin and temptation and you can't do that yourself. You need, you need the grip of someone stronger on you. Yeah, that's good. Um, he's praying that you will become like him and that you will grow and that his word will make you holy. Um, he's praying that you'll know his love, which, you know, we kind of throw, you know, God's love. We kind of throw that phrase around a lot, but um, we're talking about the love that father and son have shared mm. from eternity past through the bond of the spirit. That Mm -hmm. kind of love, Mm -hmm. God's love, that we could know that, like that, to me is mind blowing. And that, uh, you know, that's a question that I ask every day. Is I'm just like, Lord, I want to experience more of that love. Like, Mm -hmm. bring me into your love more, that I can taste it and see it and believe it. You know, because I think that that would change a lot. I think it would mean that we actually trust Him and and come to Him rather than trying to just you know do it on our own strength and Mm -hmm. resources. So that's that would be my encouragement. Um, Jesus has a present ministry and he's, he's praying for you right now. Mm -hmm. And so read John 17. It's spectacular. It's
0: beautiful. It's one of my favorites that I need to maybe read like every, every day, every week. Yeah. (laughs) Especially right now. But uh, as you were talking, something that stood out to me was just the fact that nothing, God wastes nothing. um, Mm -hmm. And that he doesn't work just in the really good seasons. He works through it all and he has a reason for it all. And so, I mean, yeah, that's my encouragement, too, is that nothing is wasted. God doesn't waste any of this. And like Kristen said, he is working us towards um, a likeness, uh, you know, a better likeness to him. Um, mm-hmm. Even even in the mundane, even in the weary, um, God doesn't just work in your heart when things are good. He works in that weary heart, too. So let's mm-hmm. just let him, you know.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: So beautiful, Kristen. I love getting to hear, you know, this message vocalized. I loved reading the physical book, but just to sit down with you is such a joy. You're such a beautiful soul. I am so encouraged by you. I was just telling you earlier before we recorded that I was so looking forward to this because my heart heart needed it. And I know so many will too, no matter where they're at. So um, since we've been talking about the book a lot, as we close, let's hear where we can find the book. I'm going to link everything, but just share um, where people can find the book, um, how they can grab it um, and all the things because I know they're going to want to.
1: Sure. Thank you. Probably the easiest place is to just go to humblemomsbook.com. That'll kind of bring you to my website. And I think most people purchase books on Amazon these days, but you'll see all the retailers there. And um, if you want to kind of follow some other thinking about it, I'm on Instagram, which is kind of where I've been posting some further thoughts about the humility of Jesus and motherhood.
0: Absolutely. Well, I will have that linked below, but thank you for sharing that where they can find it. Um, Grab this for yourself or for a mom, you know, I know this episode is going to come out after Mother's Day, but it's not too late to grab it for a mom, you know, or for yourself or um, just to encourage that person in your life because I feel like it's no, no, I, I think I think a lot of people are going through through it, and the last couple of years have not helped. So this mm-hmm. is needed. So uh, sweet, Kristen, thank you so much. Like this just encouraged my heart. I am so mm-hmm. thankful for your ministry of exalting Christ and pointing us to His servant's heart. So thank you for your time.
1: Well, praise God for you, Tara. Thanks for having me.